welcome to the County Business Talks Bite Size Interviews. So here today I'm going to be joined by Steve Elford um, from Whitespace. He's the web developer, head of web development there. And we're looking a little bit behind the scenes at Whitespace, what goes on putting a website together. And um, Steve is the brain, so I'm going to welcome him, welcome him aboard and, uh, and have a good chat with him. Welcome, Steve from Whitespace. Steve, welcome on, mate. Um, it's great to to get you on. We're obviously going to be talking, as we mentioned, about um, a little bit behind the scenes of Whitespace and what uh, obviously what you guys do and 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 what what it's all about. And uh, I know you're the brains behind it with the development side. So um, look, really keen to get into some more of the technical sort of bits and pieces about it, Steve. Absolutely. Oh, nice to hear on the brains. <laughs> <We Yeah. laughs> really say that. But it's nice to speak to you, Sam. It's all good. Yeah, no, good time. Well, look, mate, look, why don't we just sort of jump straight in? Obviously, we've had a bit of a chat sort of offline and stuff, but um, yeah, just keen to find out a little bit more, like we said, about what I suppose what goes behind. A lot of people potentially don't um, know really what goes into building websites and that type of thing. So, so finding out some of the technical side behind it um, is going to be really interesting. So, I mean, look, Let's jump in straight with the first sort of question. And what, um, why is a bespoke build really sort of a better option than an off-the-shelf template um, or something that people build build your own? Um, yeah, well, that's the basically that's the question that I'm I'm tackling all the time. Really, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, we've, we've always gone down the bespoke route. I mean, I've, I've got I would never actually say don't build your own website. There's loads of good platforms out there that can do it. And as a startup or like a, a, a sole trader or whatever, when you haven't got much of a budget, then something like Wix or Squarespace or Shopify or whatever, brilliant. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, long-term, when you want something really special, then that's that's kind of where we come in. So um, sure. I kind of a, a, one of these build your own platforms. They're, they're annoyingly good. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Um, and but I think sometimes you have a bit too much control, if you know what I mean. You can, you, they, they come with fixed templates and you generally kind of have these kind of content blocks you can all move into place, but every single bit has different controls like how much spacing, how much padding, font size, colors, and all that kind of thing. Before sure, you know, sure. if, um, if you get a bit carried away with it, which is kind of easy to do, you end up with this kind of Frankenstein's monster of different styles and stuff. So. What we do is we kind of, we take it from scratch. We take a, your brand or we create the brand and we, we build like a bespoke designed site. And then when we build it, um, it's all kind of within the parameters of that. So you obviously get a content management system that you kind of, you can work with, but um, it, we try to make it quite difficult to break, if you know what I mean. Sure. So uh, you could, you go in and you'll add a, a block of text or maybe an image with some text next to it or something, but it will conform to that style sheet that's on the site. And so there's, there's kind of fixed elements um, there. So you can't really stray too far from the, uh, the original design, the original intended design. So sure. it's a bit more of a kind of an intelligent build. I mean, the, uh, the, the kind of website, online website builders, they, they rightly give you as much freedom as you as you they can give you with a kind of creating different layouts, but that isn't always what you need. Sometimes you need something that will continue to look professional and and correct. Um, 
based on your uh, your your general branding. So yeah, sure. Yeah, so we we try to you know keep that quite tight, you know, and um, it's it's like a, I think that's quite an important thing, you know, when yeah. you don't want a website that basically looks like everyone else's website yeah sure so, I, mean, I guess that's the tricky thing as well isn't it like where like you say you get an off the shelf thing up and again my technical knowledge isn't great so you you can pull me up on this but my understanding obviously as well when when you get an off the shelf thing sometimes obviously what you actually want the website to do necessarily doesn't so you have to get a plugin that's compatible with that and then all of a sudden you have a website that's got a lot of different plugins that all need to actually talk to each other and then you've got to update them plugins is yeah. it? so from what you guys do it, you wouldn't necessarily use that it's more like you say you you, you create that whole bespoke thing is it no. or when it comes to plugins we try to minimize the amount of plugins we use so that is a particular thing when it comes to websites built in wordpress that's a real Thing, yeah. you know. I mean, we we built tons of WordPress websites, and we will hand them over to the client, and then have a look at it six months later, and they've installed like fifteen plugins. But yeah. um, the the I mean, and they all serve a, a good purpose. But the the problem is, like, um, the more you add in, the more kind of bloated the site becomes. And uh, yeah. these days, performance is more important than anything, you know, yeah. and. Uh, the more you add in, the, it, it creates quite a, a tangled web of messy code under the under the hood, like kind of behind the scenes. And we're, we always try to keep everything we do quite clean. All the code we like, I mean, I'm, I'm quite kind of meticulous when it comes to that, probably sure. to an annoying degree that <laughs> uh, they are, you know, everything has to be quite nice and neat and semantic in the, in the code structure and everything. Probably down to so many years working, alongside SEO specialists and stuff like that. They'll always slap my wrists if I if I put the wrong kind of um, um, elements in at code level, you know. Um, sure, sure. And so, yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the things where, that you don't get with, with um, website builders is, is that they will, it's great, you know, it's all drag and drop interfaces and you, you chuck things into place, but if you actually yeah. look to the source code, it's this kind of, mess like underneath and it makes me wince yeah, but yeah, um yeah. it's a, yeah it's a it's a bit of a balancing act but then that's that's basically what you pay for is that kind of yeah quality and it's often it's stuff you don't see that you're paying for it's like just kind of a, a solid quality build that's going to perform well and hopefully last you a few years as well yeah yeah, and I, and I get, and it must be must be quite a nice feeling as well. Like obviously building stuff from, like, like you say, you, I know with you guys, you get people in and get the brief and stuff, and then obviously you work with James, who's the, the design side of stuff, and yeah. so between you to to get a concept of what someone wants to achieve, and then like you say, build it from from scratch, and and it, it and bespoke it especially so that they can really go, well, this is what I, I require it to do, and this is what you know this yeah. is the path we're going to do to do it and keeping it all nice and clean so that's um it must be great to see it all come together when that website goes live yeah i mean we um we try to kind of rather than you know expect the client to say okay we need this page this page this page or whatever we'll yeah. kind of take it from the point of like what what do you want the website to do for you you know yeah I mean, they'll obviously yeah, yeah. have obvious obvious things that they want like oh we need an about us page and we need a contact page or whatever yeah but uh we we do try to focus on usability 
So yeah. the, the kind of user journey through the site, basically just uh, the simplicity of the navigation around it. Sure. You just need to be able to get to what you need to know as quickly as possible, you know? So um, there's a great um, book that I read years ago called Don't Make Me Think. And it's okay. that's the perfect line, I think. As soon as you're, if you're using a website and you start thinking, Right, what am I looking at? Where do I go? Yeah. And you've lost them. Haven't you? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I read something interesting. Well, it's, it's something like so many seconds that you, you've you got to capture someone's you know, attention within a certain amount of seconds. Otherwise, they will just leave your site and they're not going to yeah. go back to where you... Or like you said, if there's two... That's what's interesting, I found there with, with like you said, about the customer journey, which is something that we, we constantly look at is exactly that. From the second they land on your site how long does it take them to get to where you actually want them to go to? Um, and if that, if that journey is a little bit too long, again, you're going to lose them and they're just not going to be on there and, and engaging. And quite often there is too many clicks involved, you know, and you yeah. go around in circles. Um, what's really interesting is um, um, sometimes we'll uh, install these kind of background processes. There's one particularly um, good one called Hotjar, which can create these um, heat maps of a, a web page. So if you want to test it, over time, it will pretty much record visits to the site and it will show you kind of red spots in places where people wow. are clicking. And so okay. we found that quite often there'll be these big red areas, people are trying to click maybe a title or something, which isn't a link, it's not clickable. And you think, well, if everyone's trying to click there, let's make Put it a something. Link. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love that, that's, that's clever. I that's like really that. a good way to analyze because um, it's kind of, you know, you always hear about user experience versus user interface, you know, UI and UX. I yeah. saw a great little um, a meme online, you know, it's based on that. Yeah. Way. You know, you, you, um, sometimes when you've got like a, a grassed area, um, going around a corner and there's that kind of muddy path that's been cut into it just by people cutting that corner off. Yeah, um, sure, sure. Well, the, the pavement going around it, that's the user interface, but the user experience is the path going across. <laughs> so you kind of have to, um, you have to basically kind of um, think about your, your website visitor and, and base, base everything on that, really. Yeah. So, I guess that's like you say, knowing your audience, isn't it? And knowing, yeah, like you say, speaking to your, to, to your clients, speaking to your audience and knowing that, what is it they're coming to the website for and like you say I guess from right from the starting point you guys try and delve into that I'm, I, I'm gathering and they say uh, you know working with you guys in the past really delving into that right from the start so you, yeah. you get exactly what they what they want to try and achieve from the website as a, as opposed to just what what different pages they're going to have on there it's like what do you actually want it to do and a lot of this comes in the it comes up in the design stage before I even sure. touch the site. So James will take the concept and he'll, he'll build page templates and he'll think about the, the user journey at that point. And, um, yeah. and that's when we're saying, um, okay, we think you should have this menu here and this set of pages and perhaps these sub pages. It depends on, you know, the size of the website really. You know? yeah, sure. If it's kind of multi levels deep, then it becomes quite a, uh, you know, a, a difficult thing to navigate. Um, so yeah. you have to be fairly intelligent with uh, how you're doing that. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's all part of our job, really. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, no, absolutely. absolutely. Well, let's move on. We've got the other thing I wanted to try and find out as well a little bit. Um, 
is uh, what, what what is a CMS? Which ones do do, do you guys work with? And tell the, tell our listeners a little bit more about that. CMS, well, content management system. Um, it's yeah. funny because a lot of people get um, get confused with CRM, which is yeah, sure, sure. Like um, what's that? Customer relationship. Customer relationship management. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure. Um, so you get people saying, "Oh, we'll have a CRM." It's like, no, no, CMS. So it's yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. initializations in in my job, but um, yeah, it's you know, I mean, basically, it's it's where you you would uh, log in to the back end of your site. Uh, it gives you the ability to basically update text, change images, create new pages, all that kind of thing. And we, yep. you know, we pretty much install that on every site we build, unless yeah. it's a super cheap, you know. Um, you know, kind of one day's work, just a, a quick page putting up there kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but we 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 pretty much exclusively work with two different CMS. One is WordPress, which is pretty much globally recognized. I think the yeah. uh, I think the latest stats that I read on that was about 30% of all websites are running on WordPress, which is... Is that really? Well, I was, just, I was going to say, how much it doesn't surprise me because the majority of people you do speak to are, you know, they say, oh, WordPress is the, is the, is the, is the CMS that yeah. we use or whatever, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's bonkers, isn't it? 30% yeah. of websites. But, um, I mean, WordPress started out just as a blogging tool and it's just expanded to be a fully blown CMS. Um, and it's, over the last few years, become really flexible. So you can pretty much build anything on it. The thing about WordPress is you can install it and then pick some off-the-shelf theme and install that and configure it yourself and it becomes you, you build your own website again but what we do is build themes bespoke themes from scratch so sure. we'll kind of get right down into code level and, and build it design and build it right from the from the ground up um like i said earlier just just um using as few plugins as possible because we don't yeah. want it too bloated um, and yeah, we found it like a, a really good platform. It has changed over the recent, uh, I don't know, year or two, they've introduced this brand new content editor, which I think every WordPress developer has gone, what? <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of relearning a, a lot of stuff, but. Um, I guess that must um, be a thing, especially for you guys, like with that, because it must be such an evolving, industry such an evolving business that from your point of view like is it like a constant learning thing that you you have to keep your arm with bits and pieces or, or is the like the coding and the developing side of it i've got I'm, i know that stuff and there's just a the little bits and pieces you have to brush up on but oh, how evolved is that yeah you're learning all the time i don't think there's a single website i've done yet where i haven't got to a point and thought Oh, hang on! I haven't done that before. Yeah, <laughs> Google's my best friend in that that situation. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, WordPress is updating all the time. They're adding new features and updating old ones and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, we find a lot of clients have already heard of WordPress, and they're they're usually m most comfortable with us building yeah. on that. But our other option is our own platform that we've been developing or well, I've been developing it since I was a freelancer um, years ago. Um, and, it, and that came about literally because as a young, naive web developer, I didn't 
actually realized there were other options. And I, I found out that you could integrate, you could kind of talk to databases with code. So I started building the, this kind of, what I now know is called a CMS. <laughs> uh, and that's just built up. And then, it, you know, I, then I came to realize that oh, there, there are actually kind of open source ones I can use, but that one has just stayed with us um, through the various kind of um, uh, incarnations of, of what, where I've been working. And um, it's, it's called Traffic, um, which is basically what my company was called before we, uh, we still, before we uh, started Whitespace. And uh, yeah, it's, um, it's so basically been built from the ground up and it's, it's yeah. got a core system just with general page and image management, but then we've got a bunch of extensions, a bit like WordPress plugins, but we've got, you know, one for e-commerce and one for um, projects, one for staff profiles and, and so on, you know, an events manager, that kind wow. of thing. Um, and the, the good, I mean, I always do try to talk people into using it if I possibly can, because basically it gives us complete freedom to do what yeah. we want. I mean, that's not to say WordPress doesn't, but it just means with, I mean, with WordPress, the, the good practice there is you, you don't ever touch the core system of WordPress. You build on top of it, you know? Um, yeah. Whereas ours, if there's a feature that's missing, we'll just write it. That goes into the... Uh, into the master copy for the benefit of future projects, you know? And uh, we've always got pretty good feedback on it, saying, oh, it's super easy to use and, and what have you. But, uh, what, what sort of, but is it that potentially, because like you say, the, that initial conversation, is it that when you, because people have heard of WordPress and they know it, they feel more comfortable with that, but uh, what, what percentage would you say of your clients potentially go down the route of using you use traffic for or, or use um, WordPress? I think it's a, it's a fairly equal split. It generally usually breaks down to clients who have kind of either used WordPress before or have, or have heard of it, so they're more comfortable with it, or clients yeah. that are just perfectly happy for us to make that decision, say, oh, what, what yeah. do you think is best? So um, one slightly annoying thing I'm asked quite regularly is like, well, what if you get hit by a bus? Steve, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you use your platform. What if something happens to you? And um, it's a completely understandable question. But my response is that it's not really any different to us using some third-party plugin on WordPress. You know, yeah. so WordPress is a globally recognised platform, but the the all these hundreds of plugins that you that are available to install. They're generally developed by independent developers. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, say if I installed like um, some plugin that that provided essential functionality for a website, and then that developer yeah. decided they wanted to become a postman instead, yeah, yeah, sure. stop support for it, then we're back to square one. It's kind of the same thing, you know. It's uh, yeah, no, of course. You're always at the mercy of the the original developers of, of that platform so and we've got no plans to go anywhere for the foreseeable future yeah no of course of course pretty safe in that respect <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, this, the next step for traffic is basically the big version two rollout which we've been working on for ages now we've pretty much 
give it a complete facelift and uh, we've been rewriting it from the ground up really just to to bring it up to speed with modern standards because even though it's quite a uh, a solid system it looks a bit dated now the yeah. interface is a bit kind of it looks a bit old so you know trying to talk people into using it now they'll look at it and go eh, it doesn't look as slick as wordpress <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so hopefully Fingers crossed by the end of the year, we'll have version two. Oh, wow. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. Exciting times. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully. But, you know, on the on the other side, we've got all sorts of other kind of internal side pro projects on the go. You know, we've got, we've actually written a CRM as well called Blend, which we're, uh, oh, okay. we've been using. Um, it, it originally was supposed to be a project manager. It turned into an accounting system um, and CRM. And yeah. Um, just recently for a client of ours, there's an animation company called um, TikTok Robot. We've, we've built in the project management um, facilities for them and they, you know, they're over the moon with it. They've been using wow. it for, for uh, lots of clients there. So, um, but because, you know, they're, they're good friends of ours, we say, right, as long as you understand this is a beta, you know. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. We roll this out in production for any anyone else just yet. You know, it's not quite ready for that. But uh, yeah, yeah, there's all this stuff we want to do. But you know, but um, it's time. Of, uh, yeah, it's yeah. time. There's not enough hours. We, it, it's obviously you talk. Obviously, I know we touched obviously on the CMS, and obviously I know that what you guys are doing. Obviously, Rust and County Business Clubs, and the, mm -hmm. um, obviously it's been great with the digital members cards and that they've gone out yeah. to our members and which is which is fantastic and and that's the next stage of us well so it's been great to sort of you know i remember the first time i i come in and james showed me the digital card and he was i was at i was blown away by it. I was like, oh, this is great and then my brain started working on how oh, can we do this and he's like yeah yeah and steve built cms and we do that and i was like yeah 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 and, it, and it's great and it's fantastic that um that's already rolled out and starting to work and which is which is really exciting yeah and those um digital um wallet cards are really good because um yeah. you know once you install them once you you can roll them out and someone installs it on there yeah. um, you can push updates out to that card when yeah, you you've got absolutely you got this kind of conduit straight to yeah. to their phone basically and you can absolutely all sorts of interesting features so you know like geolocation for example if if you're kind of uh, exhibiting at a um at a trade show or something and yeah. um someone happens to be uh in your vicinity it can pop yeah. up and say hey we're here come and see us at Stan before yeah. you know so, yeah, so i love it i love it what well, i remember even james mentioning because we obviously one of the main functionalities of the, of the member card was to um you know about member offers so members can show it and, and get member offers but when i remember james mentioned to me about that well we can because it's geolocated like exactly that they can walk near gars for example and on a wednesday and pop up on their phone saying that cars have got a special offer on on the on their um at the mm -hmm. restaurant so they can pop there and take advantage of that offer and i think that that really is you know something that i've really bought into because we're, we're you know the physical card of course people still have them but you know yeah. we're being an online platform we really wanted to move that forward and i think um you know this was just the ice on the cake for us yeah i've had some positive feedback already and it, i use it it's great so yeah no yeah, fantastic it's, it's great i mean it's like having a little mini app on your phone and but without yeah. having to you know talking people into installing an app is is can be difficult but if it's just yeah. a little thing so I'll click on this link and it's on your phone 
Yeah, yeah no, exactly. No, no, it's great. Cool, mate. Look, we've got, I've got one more thing I wanted to sort of delve into, just ask about. But um, I've got one thing. What, what are the sort of technical considerations for good website performance and visibility? That's something I wanted to uh, wanted to touch on. Well, um, yeah, that's that's the big question, isn't it? The, uh, we're all at the mercy of Google. <laughs> you know, the, uh, search engines are available, um, but um, <laughs> let's face it, everyone's always looking at Google. And um, of course, of course, you know they 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 pretty much call the shots when it comes to that. You you can have a website that, to your own eye, loads instantly, but you run yeah. it through one of the, one of Google's page speed tools and it will say, oh, you know, you're, you're 30% performance scoring. What? <laughs> you know? Yeah, so it's all the, sure. Um, it's, uh, but it's not, it's not just the, um, the speed of loading. It's things like accessibility, you know, and, um, and, you know, best practices in uh, at the code level. So, you know, you don't know who's looking at your website. They could be partially sighted. Um, they could have had an injury and they, they can't use a mouse. Um, they have to yeah. rely on keyboard. And it's, all, it's all looking at stuff like that. Um, but, you know, load speeds is a big factor. And certainly on mobile, um, where you might be on a slow network um, and you, you, need to, you need it to load, you know, fairly quickly or, or you, yeah. you've lost it. And, and mobile websites notoriously load slower than than desktop sites. So, yeah, sure. There's been lots of um, there's been lots of new options thrown out in the last few years, and one of my favourites is a uh, um, we use a kind of an image manager. They're called Cloudinary, and they're, they're amazing. It's kind of a what's called a CDN, uh, which is, stands for Content Delivery Network. And what it is, um, it's like a media library. So. On any CMS, you would upload images and videos and stuff to your site, and and then they're, they're obviously shown on your page. But um, Cloudinary is a an external media library, and they you upload it there, and it distributes it over loads of servers all over the world, and then it basically loads the content that's geographically closest to you. So it's going to get best load time. But not only that, it optimizes images on the fly. So if you upload um, a, an image that's like two megabytes, then yeah. it will serve an image on your website, which is, you know, um, I don't know, 100K or something like that. So it's, it will optimize that image and deliver it at whatever size or crop you need. And it also uh, delivers it at the best format for the browser you're using. Oh, okay. So there's a lot, you know, you've got your general um, uh, image formats, things like JPEG and PNG, and sure, stuff, sure, and all that kind of thing. There's uh, there's these what they call next generation formats come out now called like WebP and JPEG, yeah, okay. and all that kind of that kind of stuff, and they yeah. they massively reduce file size whilst still retaining the quality image. So um, oh, okay. Um, what it does, it will de determine if your browser supports that format of image, and if so, it um, it delivers it to you. But um, it also comes with like some really nifty features, like uh, 
automatic face detection and that kind of stuff. So if you've got yeah. where this image needs to be like 300 by 600 pixels, you can upload any size image, you will crop it to that size, but it wow. will determine what it thinks is the focal point of the image and crop it to that area um, <laughs> rather than just like in the middle. So that's really good. So that's, I mean, that's a system we've rolled out on a, a few websites now and it's, it's massively improved the performance scores on these sites. Sure. For my mind, the um, media and images, that's the, a big factor in terms yeah. of quick page loading. But yeah. also lots of little things like um, best practice points, like um, just the way the code's arranged um, on the page. So, you know, we're loading all sorts of things in. There's external font libraries, there's JavaScript, and yeah. uh, there's, there's, you know, various plugins and stuff. And just loading them at the right point on the page is, can kind of in, uh, increase your your performance time, your page load speeds. Um, yeah, uh, it's a mind, but I mean, it's, it's such a mind, and, and, and I, my understanding of, of it, um, and Google do change stuff so much, don't they, in that end, like, for for what, like their performance rating and stuff like that, where, you know, what, is, it, is there not quite a big change going on at the moment with Google as well, or? Something yeah, they're rolling out, rolling out their new algorithm, and it's yes. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, calling it Web Vitals, and it's uh, very much focusing on on these points, so kind of page performance, particularly on mobile. Yeah, um, sure. So, and it's but it's not just performance; it's like, like I said, it's like best practices um, in accessibility and things like that. So, you know, if you're adding an image, you should always um, give it. Uh, a title this like it's called alt text and it's um like as in alternative text yeah so if, for example if someone's using a screen reader software which is literally software that reads the page out to you like sure. um, yeah if it hits that image and that image doesn't have any alt text it doesn't it's it's not going to describe that there's an image there so it's kind of good practice to um, describe every image, just say, oh, this is a picture of a tent or <laughs> something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 sure, sure. Just for context in that page, because you've, you've got to consider that a, a web page is basically a document. So you've yeah, got a good hierarchy in terms of um, good layout. So you've got a page title at the top, and then you've got sections of content um, separated by um, subtitles and then you might be have like a third level subtitle and if you haven't if you're not marking that up in your in your html correctly then it's not it's not read as a as a document so it's it's all about semantics and, and kind of good understanding if you were to take all the styling away from a web page um you you need to still be able to read that page and it makes sense to you otherwise you know it's uh, it's not it's not making sense to Google. It's not making sense to someone who might, for whatever reason, might have turned off various yeah, yeah. In the browser. So there's a lot to consider. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is, like you say, it's almost like I say, I guess it's a bit of a minefield, really, isn't it? What 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 goes on? Like you say, because this why this was just fascinating to talk because I think you know me included, uh, and and hopefully I'm sure a lot of our listeners that that 
there's so much that goes on behind the scenes of a website that people say, oh, I'll just set up a website and I'll go on and do this. And there's so much that goes on. And, and and like you said, I guess there's some people that maybe are quite creative that could design their own website and do it. But you know, what's the point of having a lovely website if it doesn't do the things that it should do and it's not talking yeah. to Google in the right way and it's not people are not finding it and all them things that, you know, and I guess, like I said, that, that sort of back end stuff that, is where you you guys can come in and 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 really make a big difference, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, it used to be so much easier to make websites. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, that said, you can still make websites in the original way that I used to, like in the early two thousands. You know, just <laughs> HTML and a bit of styling, and and that's it. And then you, still. by its very nature, HTML is responsive to all the yeah. and stuff, but. Because of all the uh, the demands on kind of impact and styling of websites, it's just loads more to consider these days. And uh, yeah, cool. you know, everyone wants things to do everything kind of so fancy. And there's a lot of kind of integration with databases or um, third-party events managers or mailing lists yeah. and stuff like that. So there's, there's I guess that's the key, things. isn't it? Yeah, it's it's getting it's getting. A, <laughs> all different elements of your of your business to talk to to each other isn't it so like you said whether you're integrating a, a crm yeah. into it or you're you know you want something to talk to that and then if someone presses that that it links to that and harvests and saves there and yeah. yeah i'd say like the majority of the websites we work on will integrate with an api in some shape or form so like yeah of course api being a a, a, a method of communicating with another piece of software so yeah sure sure you know for example we're building a website at the moment for a corporate hospitality um company and um they make um quite heavy use of salesforce to to keep all okay. their, their data and all their bookings and stuff like that so sure. we're, the, the website's talking to salesforce and it's periodically pulling data in um right. to so you know that way they don't have to um, they don't have to update something in two places. You know, yes, it's, when it comes into the site, and, it's, uh, it's taking time to replicate. I, I, I must admit, I think, and and I know we talked a little bit about this offline, but I think a lot of companies, a lot of businesses over the last year, especially with COVID and stuff, some you know some businesses, especially in hospitality, I guess, who haven't been able to do stuff, they've been able to actually take a step back and look at their business and, and go, right, well, I have from a, uh, as you know, I've run the other company, I've run Fernballs, been, yeah. you know, very difficult for, for us over the last year, but I've changed so much in the business because I've had, for the first time in eight years, been able to look and, and work on it as opposed to in it. So I've been able to, you know, got a new CRM system. I've gone completely cashless, so everything's online payments and stuff. But and and that making sure that that talks to that and uh, and the, the, the you know only the user journey, but just for for me, simplifying. So I've not got a million different spreadsheets doing a million different things that you yeah. go right. Everything's almost in one place. And by someone paying there, then it tells that person there that and that's a new client and they've come in and they paid the deposit and that's gone there. And it's it, it, yeah. like you say, I've, I've, I'm assuming there's a probably, and and maybe what you guys are seeing is there's a lot of people that have actually looked at their business and gone, right, I need to, I need to work out how this, how I can make it more, more accessible and easier to run a, to run a business. Cause if you get so much ways of auto, automating stuff to make that, it, that your life easier. And it, from, 
making sure that your, your website is the hub of that and uh, all of that, that it can speak to these other these yeah. other tools like Zero or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for automation. You know, so you, can, you can hook all these things together and they'll, they'll pretty much run behind the scenes. You know, there's so many sites we've built where like every... 10 or 15 minutes something is happening in the background you know yeah. um as you know even if it's something like just pulling in the latest tweets from their yeah. uh, you know from twitter or um or you know we've been working with a, a quality agents lately and they use um they use software to manage their properties which pushes it out to right move and zoopla and all those other ones but also we can pull them into the uh into the website so um yeah right. so it's it's brilliant the the kind of flexibility you've got these days. Um, yeah. You know, you've got to make sure you do it in a way that doesn't impact the performance of the site. So, you know, yeah, of course. And do a lot, as much things server side in the background as we, as we can, so that your general, yeah. your average website visitor is not kind of experiencing slow speeds because the website's busy talking to Instagram or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. Well, it's going on sites these days it's, it's very yeah. complex that's, that's probably why i don't get much sleep <laughs> yeah <laughs> well Steve, mate, it's really really great catching up with you as always and um look no fantastic it, for, for me not being as you well know as we've spoke many times not probably the most technical person so it's great for me to get an understanding of of, of that side of the business and, and certainly from you, your, your aspect and certainly what goes into to, to websites and I think you know um, really appreciate your time and, and having a chat and, and delving in a little bit more in the in the background of what, what goes on behind the scenes at, uh, at white space there so um look, looks like you guys i know i know you guys well and you're doing a great job and, and great to hear that you guys are, are busy and as we're coming out of this as well uh, out of covid so um keep up the great work and, and keep winning all that work and do, doing what you do cheers sam yeah it's good to talk to you always good to catch up <laughs> good times